Good morning and welcome on this beautiful crisp fall morning. This morning, handful of announcements. First, the nominating committee has asked me to let everyone know that we have begun accepting nominations for vestry for the 2021 class. And um, those who wish to nominate someone for vestry simply can contact either John Hines or Jerry Reynolds. All nominations must be in hand to the nominating committee no later than October 31st. Uh, if you plan to nominate someone other than yourself, we do ask that you speak with the individual that you're nominating to make sure it's okay with them. Our courses continue on. We are in the midst of three different courses. We have an advanced Bible study on Wednesdays at noon via Zoom. We are now entering into the second half of the second chapter of Revelation. Also on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m., we are offering again by Zoom a beginner Bible study. We are entering into the third chapter of Genesis. All are open for people to join at any time. Our cross and the lynching tree course is closed at this point, as is our course on Dante's in, um, Divine Comedy, which begins this Wednesday evening. The only other announcement I have this morning is that we do have the Blessing of the Animals at 10.15, if anyone wants to come back and join us for that. Otherwise, I do remind people to keep an eye on the ENET. All current announcements are contained within that. If you're not receiving it, please let us know. Also, if you have been receiving the ENET and it does not appear in your inbox on Friday morning, check your spam. We have heard from several people lately that the ENET is going into people's spam folders and not directly into their regular um, receive folders. So please check that. If you don't see it there, please give us a call. We'll try to figure out what the issue is. So on that note, let us take a moment of quiet as we prepare for worship. Please stand. Our service of Holy Eucharist Rite 2 is found on the bulletin in the back of the church. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. 
almighty and everlasting God. You are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm will be read in unison. Restore us, O God of hosts. Show the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. You have brought a vine out of Egypt. You cast out the nations and planted it. You prepared the ground for it. It took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered by its shadow, and the towering cedar trees by its boughs. You stretched out its tendrils to the sea and its branches to the river. Why have you broken down its wall so that all who pass by pluck off its grapes? The wild boar of the forest has ravaged it, and the beasts of the field have grazed upon it. Turn now, O God of hosts, look down from heaven, behold and tend this vine. Preserve what your right hand has planted. Our second reading is from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value 
of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them, then wanted to arrest him. But they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. It'll be 25 years ago this December that I found myself leaving my office in Middletown at midnight and driving on my way home to stop at Yale New Haven Hospital to go up to the pediatric intensive care where 
a young man whom I had followed since the age of 12 lay dying. Joey was his name. And throughout his life, from the age of about two months forward, because of his mother's issues and his congenital heart defects, Joey had lived his entire life in foster care. And in the six years that I knew him, I followed him from the death of his foster mother through several more placements. And together we looked forward to his final surgery at 18 when all of the parts that his heart required to keep him alive would be replaced with adult-sized parts. But something went drastically wrong during that surgery, and due to complications, he lay in a coma for three weeks before his death. And I, as his only consistent adult and parental figure, would stop by each night to be with him. And as I stopped by to see him and talk to him and let him know that he was cared for and important to someone and loved, I grew frustrated. The state had done a good job of providing him with a safe place to live. And in his early years, with a loving foster family, they had provided him food, clothing, education, even the opportunity to go to college. What they didn't provide, because the state mandates requires that they not do this, is any look over any form of spiritual upbringing. So as I sat there with Joey, I realized that as he was moving towards death, he in no way knew anything of importance as he faced death itself. He knew not of God, not of God's grace, not of Christ's offering of salvation through the cross, or the hope of everlasting life. And I, as his social worker with a background in religion and a master's in divinity, was forbidden from talking about those things with him. As I sat with him, I realized as much as we provided for him, we really had not provided him what he ultimately needed. The understanding of Christ's love for him. In this morning's passage from Philippians, Paul speaks to us about the importance and the great value that we have through our relationship with Christ. And he tells the church at Philippi that among all of his credentials that he had had as a Pharisee, and all of those losses, he sees that as rubbish. For the only thing in his life that he realized was of any great value was his relationship with Christ Jesus and the grace given him through the cross so that he may stand before God at the judgment seat and be seen as righteous. For he understood that no matter what he had accomplished in his life, none of it added up to what he would need to stand before God as a righteous man. And only through the cross was he able to stand with confidence. And that is not the first time that Paul actually talks about that in his writings. In Corinthians, that chapter we so greatly love, chapter 13, known as the love chapter, Paul ends that chapter by saying, if I have not love, 
I am nothing. The love that he refers to is the love of God itself. And in his letter to Timothy, just before his execution, he says to them that he has run the good race, fought the good fight. And because of his loyalty to the love of Christ and his servant to Christ as Lord and Master, the victor's crown of life stands before him, the gift of eternal life itself. For each and every one of us, we value many things in this life. We value and take pride in our relationships, our possessions, our homes, you name it. But what Paul tells us today, ultimately in the end, when it comes between us and God our Creator, all of that is but rubbish, except for one thing, the relationship that we hold with Christ and the gift of salvation that Christ has so generously given us through the cross itself. Amen. I invite you to please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, <coughs> the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The ways of God revive the soul, give wisdom to the innocent, and enlighten those of little faith. In thanksgiving, we offer our prayers, responding, Lord, hear our prayer. In thanksgiving that the forgiving arms of Jesus have embraced us while we were yet sinners and carried us into the path that leads to eternal hope and heavenly grace, let us pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For the heart of abundant generosity, that we may give thanks for all that God has given to us, and share these gifts with all who stand in need, especially the poor and those who live with anxiety and despair. Let us pray. Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. That we may reassess our lifestyles, simplifying the ways in which we live, reducing our consumption, 
so that we may have more time and treasure to share with others. Let us pray. Lord, Lord hear Lord. our prayer. In thanksgiving for the gifts of liberty and a democratic form of government, may we take our part in its future and continue to offer prayers for those who exercise leadership in our nation and local cities and towns. Let us pray. Lord, Lord hear, hear our prayer. For peace throughout the world, beginning within our hearts and families, revealed through our reliance on God's word to lead us into a stable global community. Let us pray. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. That the faithful departed may rest in peace, and those whose faith remains unknown may receive God's mercy. Let us pray. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. In knowledge of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, we continue our prayers. In the diocesan cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for the people and clergy of St. Francis in Coventry. In the parish cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for Jerry and Claudia Reynolds, Ashley Richer, and Wendy, Will, Christy, and Katie Reardon. And at this time, I ask your prayers for the repose of the soul of Sal Burton, the father of Stacy Pride. I ask you ask your prayers for the repose of the soul of Eugene Wells, who passed away Friday morning. I ask your prayers for all who have been affected by this pandemic. We pray for the families who grieve, we pray for all who have been sickened by it, that they may find a full recovery. We pray for those who have been affected by the fires on the West Coast. We pray for those who grieve the loss of loved ones. We pray for those who have lost everything in the flames, that they may find God's energy to an endurance to rebuild and restart their lives. We pray for those who have been affected by the hurricanes throughout the northeastern coast, that they too may find the endurance and the confidence to rebuild. <clears throat> and as we prepare for an election this month, we pray Almighty God, to whom we must account for all our powers and privileges, guide the people of the United States in the election of officials and representatives that by faithful administration and wise laws, the rights of all may be protected and our nation be enabled to fulfill your purposes through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways 
to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, I invite anyone who has a birthday or wedding anniversary during the month of October to please come forward. Is it safe to assume it's a wedding anniversary? You never know. My parents were five days apart in October, so could be. So though I do it distantly, know that I do it as closely as well. O God, you have so consecrated the covenant of marriage that in it is represented the spiritual unity between Christ and his church. Continue, therefore, to send your blessing upon these your servants, that they may so love, honor, and cherish each other in faithfulness and patience, in wisdom and true godliness, that their home may be a blessing of blessing and peace to all through Christ Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Happy anniversary. Congratulations. And the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another distantly with a sign of Christ's love. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God. All things come from you, O Lord, and of your own have we given you. Amen. Our service this morning continues with Eucharistic Prayer C. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. Glory to you forever and ever. At your command all things came to be, the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile earth, our island home. By your will, they were created and have their being. From the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Have mercy, Lord, for we are sinners in your sight. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time you sent your only Son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. By his blood he reconciled us. By his wounds we are healed. And therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn. 
holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And so, Father, we who have been redeemed by him and made a new people by water and the Spirit, now bring before you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving, we celebrate his death and resurrection as we await the day of his coming. Lord, God of our fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord, God of our mothers, of Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name, Risen Lord, be known to us in the breaking of the bread. Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great High Priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit your Church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia! The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for us, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Eternal God, 
Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy Eternal Majesty, Holy Incarnate Word, Holy Abiding Spirit, bless you and keep you evermore. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.